Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to the episode here on Clicksland. I, like always, am your host, Adam. We are two weeks away from Orlando. Finally, an event that involves Hero Clicks uh, since September. It has been a long four months of nothingness in the Hero Clicks world, except for we did have our pre release for Wheels, and that's pretty much it. Um, speaking of Wheels, it does sound like after listening to the Critical Clicks latest podcast that we will be doing Wheels of Vengeance for the Team Sealed, unless Newmark is kind of doing some smoke and mirrors kind of strategies to um, trick all of us, and then he is going to surprise us with Phase 2. But I'm, uh, I'd am i probably say that we're 98% sure we're going to be doing Wheels for Team Sealed, which, you know, it is what it is. David did his darndest to get Phase 2. Like I said, maybe he's just keeping it hidden until the actual event happens. But um, Wheels isn't terrible. It's not great. Um, but he did say it's going to be the newest set for that event. So we'll just have to do um, what we can with that set. Uh, before we get into talking about what we are talking about this episode, we're going to talk about how to travel for a Hero Clicks event. Um, Ethan, um, we have to do a retractment or retraction on a statement we made last week about the grave terrain markers. Um, I contacted Anthony Barnstable and Lucas just to ask them their opinions about what the ruling is going to be for grave terrain markers. Because as you know, last week on the podcast, Ethan had someone play at a tournament he played at, which had grave terrain markers starting on their force because they are physical dials or physical um, pieces of cardboard in the hero clicks world. But after talking to Barnstable, because nowhere on the actual cardboard square does it say that they are grave terrain markers, they you cannot start with grave terrain markers on your starting force. Um, even though on the back of the Werewolf by Night OP kit, it implies that those are grave terrain markers, but nowhere on the actual thing does it say grave terrain markers. So as of Orlando... You cannot start with grave terrain markers on your starting force. Now that might be something that changes in yep. the near future. I know Ethan contacted his kids. Kid. Yep, unless Wiz Kids gets back to me before then. Yeah, because um, I didn't. I asked very specifically: Are the ones that are included are they officially grave terrain? If so, can they be on force construction? And do they interact with the characters that specifically reference grave terrain? Now, when I hear back from them, I'll happily get that information out. But it's whiz kids, and sometimes they take a little bit to get back to you. Just sometimes. Uh, so yeah, excited moment for about a week. That one guy got away with it that one day. But it's just it's one of those things that has to be you know brought out into the world and tested, and then people talk about it, and then people either figure out, oh, that was a great idea, or actually you couldn't have done that. So it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what whiz kids does with the wording um, as the months go by. But it is weird that you know they make an OP kit where there's a character that makes grave terrain markers. They're called them on the back of the box, but then, then on the actual grave terrain markers, there's no specification that they are grave terrain markers, even though they have the stats and everything. And there's actual graves printed on the pieces of cardboard as well. Mm -hmm. But um, can't go by... Um... One event. Yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about traveling to a Heroclix event, whether that is close to home or far away. Now, for me, I've gone to Florida the last three years. We're here in Wisconsin. Ethan, remind me where you guys are from. 
Uh, I'm from Minnesota, but I play at Rainbow Sports Cards and Collectibles in South Dakota and Sioux Falls. Okay, so yeah, he's even a little bit farther than us up up north, as we say it in Wisconsin here, to Florida. Uh, Ryan is more our resident traveling HeroClix player. He goes to Seattle. He goes to um, Memphis. The name is Dan. Uh, hopefully, we'll all get to go to the Huntington's event this May. Uh, but Ryan is kind of our traveler that goes all over the states whenever he can. Um, for me, kind of a rule, when I went to Origins, it was about an eight-hour drive to Origins. I think eight hours is right on that cusp of do I fly or do I drive? Um, yeah, you're sounding like a not a proper Midwestern. If it ain't if it ain't more than 10, you drive it. Yes. Um, I thought about flying to Origins when it was a thing just to save on time. Now... Dan and Ryan can kind of shed some light on this one. Dan, you drove to Worlds back in September. How long of a drive was that? Uh, about nine hours, give or take. I mean, it was it was it was not bad actually. Nine hours, and then Ryan, you actually flew there but drove back. But how long was your flight from Wisconsin to Memphis? Um, I don't remember how long it actually was. Um, but the eight or nine hour car ride that we took home, it really was not that bad. Would you say like hour and a half maybe for the flight? Oh, it's probably closer to two, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're trying to decide, you know, is it worth two hours of flight time or is it worth nine and a half hours of drive time? Now, part of that is who you drive with. If you're with your buddies and you can talk the whole time, it's great. Um, also, size is a matter. If you're a tall guy like me, no matter how you travel, it kind of sucks. Whether it's in a car or in a plane. Um, so obviously I wouldn't want to drive 24 hours to Florida. I'd rather fly there. But, um, if I went out to Seattle or something, so I think anywhere between that eight to 10 range is a, you have to have a conversation with yourself. Do I drive this or do I fly it? Also, you know, who you're driving with as well. Uh, Ethan, when you came down to the Chiefs championship, you had Lucas, you had, um, Alex, Alex Mater, Mater and Isaac Denke. Isaac Denke. Oh, Isaac didn't make it. It was Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Nelson. Uh, so you had a, a full car. Was it comfortable that eight hours you drove with four people in the car? It was great until we got to the Wisconsin Dells and traffic was stopped. <laughs> um, that's, a little yeah. better. that's a little better. Our, now. It should be not nearly that bad the next time you drive over here. Yeah, our, our long trips, like we've done five guys because uh, when we went down to Tulsa, it was the four of us. Then we had Isaac Denke with. And, you know, we, we take Lucas's car. You know, good on gas mileage. He's comfortable driving it because it fits in just right. Because I don't know if anyone has met him. Lucas is a very big dude. Like he's six five, something like that. And he's he's fairly he's a fairly big guy. So it's trying to find something that's comfortable for him. And yeah, like we talk everything. We memes, movies, video games, clicks, strategy, team building. It, it makes the time fly. Plus, when you have to fit in his tricentennial cock in the car, it's another seat in itself. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it sits in the center console. It's yeah. Fine. It's in the cup holder. Um, so cost-wise, I think it's pretty balanced. We're not going to talk too much about like you know what it costs to go from, for Ryan's trip when it goes from Milwaukee or O'Hare or whatever he wants to Memphis. But I think after you pay your tickets, your bags, and all that kind of stuff, it's about the same cost as it would be to fill up your gas. Yes, you're putting wear and tear in your car, but I think it about evens out on there. So just as a hypothetical question, if you were to travel – 10 hours to an event. Let's say it's a weekend event. It's a Saturday, Sunday event. We'll go down the line here. Would you rather fly or would you rather drive? So Dan, hypothetically 10 hour drive weekend event. Would you rather fly to that event and then fly back? Or would you like to drive there and for, or back and forth? Uh, it depends if I'm going with people, like if it was like Ryan and Pete and Christine or something like that, or whatever, or like some group of people, Sure, I'll drive, but otherwise I'll just if it's like just me and I'll just fly. Fair enough. Ryan, what about you? It definitely comes down to cost, which is why we broke up the uh the Memphis trip up a little bit. It was I think half the price of the ticket home uh to get there. But if it was not a cost issue, then I would fly one hundred percent of the time. And then Ethan? Well, I have made that hypothetical drive with the group of guys from Sioux Falls to Tulsa. Yeah, we had a blast the whole way. Um, it, we're in that 10-hour drive. Uh, they drive down to Huntingdon's. I think from for us, that's like a 12- or 13-hour drive. 
yeah, it, we just make it work because, I mean, when you're splitting gas four or five ways in a car that gets 35 miles to the gallon, you know, it's not a big thing. But anything beyond that, like, yeah, Florida, we got to fly. It, it's just a whole other beast. Yeah, I think Dan kind of hit it on the nose where it's like, if, if you're fly, if you're driving with, you know, three buddies and the car's not too cramped and you have enough room for your luggage and everything like that, it's a good time just to drive down there um, in the chat. But if you go with um, by yourself or maybe your significant other like I am, flying is kind of the way to do uh, just because, you know, 24 hours in a car is a lot of time to, I'm using for an example, to um, just hang out in a car, to be honest. Um, so I'm on that fence if it's 10 hours, uh, also depends where it is to me, Columbus where origins used to be, it was only like two States over, maybe three States over. So it just didn't feel worth flying. Plus then you gotta, you know, get an Uber to your place and you don't have a transportation unless you Uber. And actually when, um, origins was a thing, I don't know if Uber and Lyft all, and all that were very well known or just starting up or something like that anyway. So you really didn't have those options back then as well. But um, I would say if anything over 10, you're probably flying, depending on costs, of course. Um, and then let's talk a little about lodging. So you have a couple options for lodging. You can um, do an Airbnb, you can do a motel, or you can do a hotel. Now, obviously, we don't have a choice in the matter when it comes to... Actually, you do have a choice in the matter, but I don't know why you wouldn't. But uh, David did a great job of getting us the uh, resort. Great discount on it. I think it's like 120 bucks a night, so it's a great deal, especially for Orlando. But if you were... Let's uh, talk to Ryan again. But you went to Memphis for Worlds. Did you guys do Airbnb, motel, hotel? What would you do for lodging? We stayed at the hotel that they did the event at. If it's if the event is like at or like right next door to the hotel, that's just so much easier. You save just a ton of time. And uh, one big thing is uh, just having a gym there also because we try to extend it into a little bit more of a vacation. Mm-hmm. And usually Airbnbs, you're not getting that. Yeah. Airbnbs are nice because you get a whole house or apartment to yourself, so it's not as cramped as having a two-bedroom hotel with you know a shower and a sink and stuff like that so in um airbnbs definitely do um give a lot more room if you have more people and it's cheaper it seems like it seems like when you pay for a hotel it's usually around 120 bucks or so when it's a um airbnb it's about the same a little bit more depending on how many guests you have and then you can split that up and like i said before you're not so cramped Ethan, have you gone to any long-distance tournaments where you guys either took an Airbnb, a motel, or a hotel? No, we specifically, like, we find that one of the cheaper hotels in the area that's fairly close to the venue. Um, the Tulsa thing was a whole fiasco because when we hit that, uh, they had just had a really bad straight-line win that knocked power out to the entire town. So, like, that that was a fiasco, but... Yeah, we've done nothing but hotels, motels. You know, we try and get the cheapest so we can mitigate costs. I mean, when you split in a hotel room four or five ways, it's not horrible. Uh, the other thing is, like, they, they've been traveling enough together that they kind of have a routine and added me in. Like, we just, you know, just another cog in the machine. We, we got our routine down. Uh, allows us, you know, since we're in the room, we can discuss things, uh, get some practice games in without, you know, hiking down to a bar or something. You know, there's usually a table right there in the room. And it just allows us that opportunity to, you know, get the feedback from watching the game, you know, hey, why didn't you go this route? It, it's just, it makes it easier. It's a little more intimate, but... Mm, intimate. You know, intimate, huh? Yeah. When you got four or five guys in a room, I mean... You got to cuddle for warmth when that power goes out. Oh, yeah. Well, if we didn't in Tulsa. We got in at 3.30 in the morning. It was still 94 degrees out. Um, Did you go to the Huntington's event this last year or no? I wasn't able to because we had some family issues going on. So okay, I was just kind of curious what you were going to do for that. Um, for yeah, me, I this year, for and me, there- if I go this year, I'll probably do an Airbnb. I'm trying to th- see who all can go. I like Airbnbs, just like I said, they're more spacious, big guy. When we went to Origins the last time, it was me and like five other guys in one hotel room uh, where we shared beds. We had an air mattress. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of a lot of dudes in one room. So mm-hmm. it's just nice to have. Um, couches and stuff like that to sleep on and not have to worry about, you know, especially um, 
I think it was at Origin or not Origins Gen Con this year. I, I went. I stayed with Jonathan Virgilio, and he had warned me ahead of time that one of his buddies um, sawed wood when he slept. And he's like, bring earbuds. And holy cow, did that guy chop some wood when he was sleeping. Uh, So I just put my earphones on and put on some music and fell asleep. So that's another reason why I like Airbnbs, that if you are sleeping in the same room with guys that have, you know, sleep apnea or just snore really loud, you can get away from them in a different room uh, just so you can actually get a full night's sleep. Real real quick segue. Um, For anyone that was trying to get down to Florida for the event, and your room was sold out. Uh, I had things fall through, so if anyone needs a room, it's currently just me. Uh, go ahead and reach out to me. I have more than enough space to fit a few. Perfect. Do you got, like, two queen beds or something like that? Yep, I, I ended up getting two queens. Um, it was supposed to be a family trip. That can't happen. Had people lined up. They no longer could go. So, yeah, I've got I've got the the availability if anyone needs it. All right, so you guys heard it. Uh, Ethan is putting up his room for anyone who needs it. And also Ryan and myself, if you ever need a spot for the cheese head championship, we are free Airbnb as well. Ryan lives really close to the venue that we are at. He also lives near Mitchell airport. Um, he'll even come Uber. you, Give you a ride back. I don't know. I'm just talking for him, but um, it's very generous of you, Adam. It is very generous of me. <laughs> I don't think either one of you want five guys cramming in your house. I have a basement. You guys can sleep down here. Makes um, it a little different too, and it's a full. Uh, my, my wife is here. We got two kids. It's a little bit uh, different when you're opening your house to random people, but and if not, Ryan has a ton of motels right across the street from his that house. part is true. Yes, I have a nice shed and a garage. Yep, um, you, you have tons of Halloween inflatables you could sleep on. There's tons of stuff. It's comfy. Um, we'll make it comfy. So our our trip to the Cheesehead Championship. Lucas has been booking our hotels for as long as we've been doing this really. And when he came up with the group to Wisconsin States, the hotel he booked, there was a murder the week prior. And then he booked us in the same hotel or something very close and similar the next time we came out. So make sure whoever's picking your hotel kind of, you know, gets <laughs> things figured out like that. Cause it, it was, it was an interesting one. And join research those... recent murders. Yes. And join those reward programs, get those free oh, yeah. hotel nights or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, you have to decide on flights or, um, travel, whether you're going to fly or drive or sleep. Now let's talk a little bit about packing for that. So what do you, Ryan, you're, you're said, like I said, you're more the traveler. What do you usually pack for a hero click event besides, you know, the clothes and all that kind of crap and your team and stuff like that. Is there anything extra you bring along with you? Like I know Lucas, when he came to the Cheesehead Fact, uh, Cheesehead Factory. Wow, I'm hungry. Cheesehead <laughs> Championship. He brought like not just his team, but like every figure that you could think of, just in he case brings- people need to borrow a figure. Yep, he brings the kitchen sink. Yeah, Ryan, what do you bring? Like when you go to Seattle, to um, is it Gun Guy Games out there? Uh, it's Portland, Oregon. Portland, um, but Gun Guy Games. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, but what do you bring? to a tournament that's you know cross country so we usually have one um, piece of luggage that's all of our actual like clothes and everything and then another one is typically all of our uh, teams and um, we actually i found a a table online that fit the old uh, two by three maps like perfectly and it uh, it's pretty foldable. Like even the, uh, the there's like little panels that you can lay out to make the actual table on top, and then the rest of it is just little bars. So that's something that's been traveling with us, I think, for over a year now, and it's been really helpful just to have an extra little table in our room. And then uh, and for then, like figure wise, do you just bring your team, or do you bring different variations of that team, or are you pretty set on what you're going to bring every time? So usually I I am packing teams for both of us, me and Christine. So that's already with, if it's a multi-event, it's up to like six or more teams a lot of times, uh, which can be a lot of pieces. So it's usually just that. There might be a couple of variations that I might want to try while we're there. So I might have a couple extras in that regard. Uh, Otherwise, there's a handful usually of pieces that I bring for people that have reached out to me before we actually go there that I lend out or maps or something like that. Okay. 
Uh, Ethan, do you bring just your team, or do you bring stuff for people to play just in case they need it like Lucas? Uh, I'm kind of like Lucas. Like, I'm more than happy to loan out my stuff. I always pack extras. You know, if someone reaches out or, you know, Lucas is already barring it, someone else needs something. Um, I've got just about everything. So people reach out. I have no problems packing it. Uh, you know, like with Florida, I've got two teams for sure that are coming down. And I assume they'll be fun nights. So I've got a couple extras that are coming through. Um, as far as what I pack, uh, I have these Stanley stackable cases. Um, there's two sizes that are a smaller and a bigger one. The big ones actually fit like Phoenix Sentinel. You can get a carnage in if he's lost all of his tentacles, um, fits this Phoenixes from, you know, dead or dark Phoenix saga. Um, and it fits in my backpack. That's my, like, you know, my battle bag, but my battle bag is usually also like where my clothes and stuff go. But with us going down to Florida, I'm going to have my battle bag and my small backpack and that'll have my clothes, my toiletries, um, I always, you know, in my, my bag that goes with me, I always have a small thing of deodorant cause I get hot and no one likes a smelly fat guy. So <laughs> especially a room full of smelly fat guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that always deters me from, and I don't really have any of the big retaliators, but I don't like bringing those, especially when I'm flying to those tournaments like Florida, because I feel like they can break easily. So like, I don't bring my fulcrum or anything else big wise that I, have I personally like to do that? Are you guys planning on bringing the big figures to Florida, or are you keeping those at home? They're coming with. I'll will send a picture to the group that you can throw up on the Facebook page because the Stanley Sackville cases, like I've been using them since I got into the game. Um, I've never had a figure get you know absolutely shattered in it. Like you know, small plastic things that stick out, like the vines on Jennifer Kale, those might break, but I've never had anything where like, oh, that's completely broken what am i gonna do ryan do you like bringing the big boys with you to these flight events or do you like to keep those at home uh it's not my favorite thing but i if it's on my team i'm not gonna not pack it because i don't want to travel with it so i usually just put it in a box and some of the stuff ends up being carry-on so uh this might actually be the first event where i'm not bringing a colossal because i know like i've had surter before i think last year i brought surter to the event uh carnage is a uh, traveled quite a bit lately so i think this one actually might be one without any big ones i know in the past and i would never do this personally but i know some people like the bigger figures like galactus and supreme intelligence they just popped off the figures and brought the dials with them i feel like that's sacrilegious to be as a collector myself i would never do that to somebody or one of my figures i agree but um i know that there have been some people that um, just snap off the figures. Like, if you remember Galactus, the uh, resource dial, he's flipping huge. And to put him in, uh, you know, if you're driving, it's not a big deal. But then you have to haul him into the convention or wherever you're going. Um, if it's a store, it's usually not a big deal. But if it's a convention hall, uh, it's a little bit bigger of a deal. And then flying, you know, there's potential of him getting broken or stuff like that. I just personally would f- find something else to play than that, than you know, snap off the dial. Even like, even if I had two of them, I would still feel bad about snapping one off the base just to bring it with me. Remember the Supreme intelligence was a switch click. So, I mean, that made a little more sense. I always forget that he was a switch click. Yeah. Um, But I do know someone, I will not name him, but uh, this person did snap off Galactus to bring him to um, an event one time because he was traveling quite a bit. Um, When you guys are traveling, do your clicks stay with you at all times, or do you put them? Let's say you're flying, or do you put, or you do you check them and they go in the bottom of the plane? Nope, mine will be on my carry-on. My battle bag fits all the stuff. Um, that'll be right above my head. That um, you know, it it co- they cost so much. Like I would hate for them to lose my bag and be like, "Cool, I can't compete in the event, and I'm out a thousand plus dollars in figures now." Yep, very true. We always forget about the lost bags every now and then. Ryan, what about you? Do they stay with you at all times? Uh, most of the um, like the more highly priced competitive pieces, they're in my carry-on. But then like if there's pulp teams, tarot cards, um, like the other, what are they called, uh, terrain markers, I, a lot of that stuff goes into the luggage, though. But all of the, uh, the higher price things definitely stay with me. 
Have you guys ever had a problem at TSA when checking it? So, like, last year when I was going to Florida, I had all my poker chips in there, and they're metal, so they set off the detector. And, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. They just pulled me off to the side and opened it up, and, oh, they're poker chips. Okay, on your way. But um, have you guys ever had any issues where they either set off the uh, detector or they had you open it up to have a look at it, and then they're like, well, what the hell are these little things, you nerd? Um, Anything like that? Uh, when I flew to Vegas, uh, I brought some stuff with because there was a local group I was going to meet up with, and I have metal dice that I travel as a, you know, a good luck charm, and yeah, they weren't particularly thrilled about it because they're fairly small metal chunks that were in my carry-on bag, and they're like, eh, eh, eh. And I was like, they're, they're dice guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're not plutonium or nothing, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, anything ever happen like that with you while you were flying? The, the main thing is the uh, action tokens that you're talking about. Um, I guess uh, Pete actually got stopped with them also, and they said that uh, they actually thought they were grinding blades. So I'm not <laughs> sure if that's what flags them all the time or, or what, but I just started actually carrying them in my side pocket so that they can just look at them right away. And they finally stopped uh, stopping me because they can just glance at it and see what it is, and it's not hidden at all. Yeah, it was weird because I got stopped going to Florida, but then when I left Florida, they just it went right through and they didn't care, which is weird because Orlando's like one of the busiest airports out there and Mitchell is like the least busiest airport out there. Uh, so maybe they were just bored and wanted something to do. I don't know. Oh, and like every airport's different because when I flew out of Sioux Falls um, with my disabled veteran status, they gave me priority boarding, seating, all that jazz. But leaving Vegas, they're like, whatever, you're not priority. Yeah. Like, you, you don't look like a threat. Um, yeah. What else? Ryan, you're the big traveler. Am I missing anything else that we should talk about for traveling with clicks? Um, we've talked about if you how you should travel, fly or drive, uh, where you should stay, what you should all bring with you. Now, when it comes to like food and stuff like that, I'm really bad about this. I always think it's a good idea. So like when you go to Florida, everything tastes good. And I'm sure when you guys went to Memphis, same thing. But it's a lot cheaper to just go to the grocery store, get some bread, get some deli meat. That way you're not you know spending 70, 80 bucks on a dinner or a lunch every night. Um, it's more something for the snack on. But um, that's one thing that I've learned going to like origins and stuff like that is you don't have to go out and eat out every day just to save some or two if you want to save some money let's go to the grocery store get some bread get some meat get whatever what's that oh i thought i hit my mute button sorry let's talk about it yeah that's actually what i was gonna add is that uh the first thing that we do is go to a grocery store and we get uh, like bread and peanut butter and jelly uh last time christine actually brought a um a waffle maker and made egg sandwiches with the waffle maker uh, or like oh, a nice. pancake iron thing. So Wait, yeah, she, it was really cool. Did you we say had, she uh, brought a waffle maker? So it's like a really tiny, like mini silver dollar pancake thing. And so she, uh, we bought, um, egg, um, what are they? Um, egg, like egg oh. uh, no, no, we brought like just, or bought full eggs, but it was, um, the, the muffin part of an Egg McMuffin. What are those called? English muffins. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we bought a thing of English muffins, eggs, and cheese, and uh, she just made, like, a little Egg McMuffins in these little um, uh, pans or whatever, the um, waffle iron thing. So that was really cool last time, and then we have a bunch of peanut butter and jelly. So the first thing that we do is always go get food, and it just makes it so much easier to not be hungry all day and just grab a quick sandwich or pack that, and then it's at the actual location. Yeah. And then granola bars, granola bars. Um, make sure that you bring something to snack on at the actual tournament as well. So, like a story that happened with me and Ryan was that for the Pauper Prince event last year, where one team had to have everything prime and up, and the other person was basically Pauper, uh, we both got into the top 16 or whatever the heck it was, and they gave us like an hour or something to go eat. And we're like, oh, there's a bar, you know, right down the stairs and across the pool. We'll go get order food there. Um, and I think everyone had that idea that was in top 16. So we all went there. I was one of the first ones to order. And I think I got my food with like 10 minutes to spare. And I think Ryan, I think you actually were like eating during your round 16 or top 16 thing because you didn't even get your food. Um, it was just a mess. So. If you're I had on to wait, the, yeah. yeah. 
very frustrating. And I think the because I like Manny Kinks was there too. He was ordering. I don't, and they went as a big group, so I don't even know if they even got their food that time. But bring food along with you. That way you don't have and don't ever go to like a bar or something like that for food because if they are busy and you don't get your food in time and you're late for your tournaments, you might lose your spot. So just bring something along to eat um, if you think you are planning on making to the top seeds, things like that. Or you know, I know some people. And also, we've talked about this in the in the past. Like playing clicks hungry is not a good thing. Um, make sure you bring water. Make sure you bring something to snack on. Because I forget how long we were actually playing that day for it. But if you keep winning, I think we started at ten, and my team got to the finals. I think our team our game was at ten o'clock, so we were playing for twelve straight hours. Ryan, you've done the same thing, where you've gotten pretty far in tournaments, and you're playing, you know. 10, 12 hours, and if you're getting a little hangry, you make some mental mistakes and stuff like that, so it's just better to be prepared with um, snacks and stuff like that throughout the day. With, with the Florida event specifically, if you're doing the 2v2 and you've signed up for the Gladiator, yeah, like the 2v2 registration like cuts off at, what, 10? And then Gladiator registration is 6.30 or something like that? And that goes until who knows when? It yeah. could be a grind. And then with on Saturday is modern. I'm not sure how late that goes, but then you have the banquet afterwards. But the banquet dinner, you're probably not even eating till probably seven, eight o'clock at night. So yeah, because the modern like registration starts at eight. So yeah, I mean so, it's gonna. Okay. I think they're planning on that having like the the final match be around five or six, so they can do the banquet. But still, you're probably not eating till late that day, so make sure you bring some snacks and stuff like that as well. And never buy anything from the hotel store. I tell mm. you, well, last year, Kathy, my wife, was thirsty. She wanted some water. We were out of water in our room, so I went down to the store, and it was 8 bucks for a bottle of water. And I feel bad. Like, when I bring it up there, they tell me how much it is. I feel bad for some reason to put it back, so I just sucked it up. I'm like, whatever. Um, but and it was like gross. It was like Dasani. It was like gross tasting water too. Um, well, and with the <laughs> advent of technology, like if you don't want to spend that kind of price, there's you know Uber Eats, yes, DoorDash. Yeah, I mean it's like a. I know around our neck of the woods, it's like a two dollar fifty delivery fee plus whatever the food costs. But then you're not going anywhere. Um, you, you can you know get a little cheaper if you're after a meal. Because um, with the hotels, like I know breakfast is included because I was kind of looking at that down in Florida. Um, I don't know what else is included in the resort stuff, but like there, there is a breakfast and there is a full restaurant. And, like there's a continental breakfast for this resort? Something like that, yeah. Because nice. I was just looking at it earlier today and like there, there's amenities, there's shuttles, there's like a gym and all kinds of other stuff. Hold on. Because um, I know the the last place did not have continental breakfast. There was like a place you could go to have breakfast, but it costs money. So um, the continental breakfast is a nice touch for that place. Yeah, uh, one second, I'll tell you exactly what's in it. Sure. Um, talking a little bit back on the flights. So depending on who you fly through, you know, you have a forty pound bag, you have a fifty pound fifty pound bag. Um, one thing that me and my wife are really bad about is we always try to get to that like 49.5 weight or 39.5 weight for our bags. But then we always forget that, hey, we're bringing shit back with us. So make sure if you are bringing stuff back with you, like prizing or stuff like that, you leave a little extra room in your bag for that stuff because you might have to do a second check bag and those things are freaking expensive. Um, well, that, that's something me and the guys have talked about. Like, if, if you win, like, say, a brick or something, um, it's real easy. You know, you, you pull the supers, chases, see if anyone wants the CUR, pull a couple figures out of that, and then, like, I guess you throw it because I, I don't, I, I can't afford the $75 check bag fee. And Well, it was kind of rough for me last year personally because. I played in so many Battle Royals, and Newmark actually got Batman team-up. So mm-hmm. I was grabbing everything, constructs and um, commons and everything, and I was running out of room where I didn't have enough of a plastic storage thing to keep that. Um, also, if you're wondering where Dan was, his uh, Discord disconnected and won't let him connect back. So that's why you haven't heard him in the past you know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, so he will not be back with us tonight, unfortunately. Um 
so yeah, make sure you keep room in your bag and or carry-on. I don't know if carry-ons have a weight limit, to be honest. I know they have a size limit, but I don't know if size there's a weight thing, limit. But uh, a lot of carriers, um, you've got a carry-on bag and a personal item. That's um, what, I, that's what I meant, personal item. Yeah, because yeah, the carry-on is the one that you stick above you, and then your personal item is like a small backpack or a drawstring or something. But the, the, a lot of them have sizes on those, too. And you can get a fairly decent backpack that fits the uh, personal item size. Yeah. I used a um, an actual, like, case that you would fit two bricks in for, uh, like, all the prizing and stuff that we had from Worlds two years ago when we flew back. And that worked fine. Nice. Yeah, because I don't think for a tournament like this so much you'll have to worry about bringing too much home. But, like, if you want a brick or something like that and don't want to open it, maybe. But, like, if you were to go – I'm thinking more for, like, conventions when they have um, boxes. Like, the bigger boxes, like when we had um, – Adepticon will be kind of that first yeah, store on uh, Which we will be talking about in a little bit. But, like, Warpooled Phoenix, she was in a big box. Um, the Wonder Woman set, that was in a big box. So – Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic Thor's. Yep. So anything like that, highly suggest you leave a little bit of extra room, or if you can make it work out in your personal carry-on or things like that, or just don't pack clothes and just pack clicks. Just wear the same clothes the entire weekend, and then you have all the room in the world. Mm, um, four days, same socks and underwear. Yeah, there's goodwill. There's always goodwill to go get some extra clothes. Um. But is there any travel-wise else that we missed on, whether it was travel? Um, make sure you travel with people you like. That's one of the, part of the big thing. <laughs> uh, room with people uh, I, Room with people you like. And I do have some thoughts on it. Um, I enjoy cigars every now and then. So, like, it's one of those things where uh, I have a very specific case for, like, that thing. But I looked. My cutter is fine. A punch is not. And I cannot carry one of my lighters. So that's one of those things where you kind of got to look at any extra activities you're going to be doing. Make sure they're going to pass TSA because I don't want to lose any of that stuff. Yep, that's a good point. Um, I think that's it for kind of the travel advice. Um, hopefully that helps you out with either it's going to Florida or another event coming out. Like I said, after Florida, we have like three months of nothing. Um, except there is one event going on in March, I believe it is down in Illinois, which I'll let Ryan talk a little bit about. It was posted a few days ago. He just signed up for it. I unfortunately could not make it that weekend, but uh, Ryan, what are you going to in Illinois? Uh, the, I know they're running battle royales and a uh, special sealed uh, events, and then there's a 300 modern. Uh, they locked it at 32 people, but they did say that once it filled out that they were going to try to make more room in their events. They didn't specifically say they were going to try to make the modern event bigger. Uh, I don't know if anything else sold out. Um, I, but, do, I do have some info on that because I contacted Adepticon specifically. Oh, this um, so the big thing is uh, with WizKids um, being one of the smaller people there, because, I mean, we've got, like, Games Workshop and that, um, uh, on February 1st, they'll look at the events and see if it makes sense to adjust things, taking tables from underperforming events and then adding tables to events with long wait lists. So that is directly from Adepticon because I, I emailed them because I was having issues getting signed up. And Now this is, so for this event, it's called Adepticon. It is a badge purchable things so you have to buy a badge to get into the con and then you have to buy to get into the tournament i think ryan you said the badge yes. is like 60 dollars. 67 uh, was, shipped you oh 55 i'm guessing it was you can just pick it up when you're there yep yep 12 dollars for shipping yep all okay, right i just did the 55 and i was just going to pick it up when i was there um hopefully it's nothing like gen con because if it's a pickup will call thing it's like a two hour wait but i don't think it's nearly anything like gen con i just pay for the shipping to my house um, yep, that's why we paid for it. Yeah, it is. So I would try to get there early, Ryan, if it is a will call for you. Uh, I think I can change the um, the order, so I might be able to just have it shipped then. It's totally worth it. I I did Gen Con one year with will, will will call, and I was in line for like two and a half hours. I missed a bunch of battle royals, and then this year or last year, I went and I got it shipped to my house, and it was just straight into the convention. It was great. Um, I'll oh, probably do that then. With Adepticon, it's more like Warhammer and Wargaming focused. 
and um, I don't know if you guys have ever been around those kind of events, but they are huge draws. Yes, like they're they're massive, and they're fun to watch and, <laughs> and look oh, at. Yeah, the amount, of, like you you think packing for clicks is bad? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, more hammers of a whole different beast. Yeah. Um, but I believe that's a four-day convention, if I'm not mistaken, Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, 20th through to my birthday on the 24th. Yep. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, or I should say early happy birthday. Um, yep. But, yeah, they're doing Battle Royals, and I, th- I think it's just Battle Royals. I think there's some the, Learn the, to Play, and there's the Modern There's events. Learn to Play, there's Battle Royals, and there's what they're calling, like, the Super Battle Royals. That The Super Battle Royals, it's $40 entry. You get two boosters of Disney Next Phase. And one booster of Disney Plus. Hmm. All right. And then they did release some prizes for that. So just for going to the con and participating, you're getting a, bro- a green broadsword construct, which is going to be interesting to see how that works with uh, Green Lantern. There's a King Thor. There's an Iceman, and there's a King Arthur, I believe, for the th- three or yeah, three figures. Yep, and then I, I looked at the prizing structure for all the events, Battle Royales and the main main event. Prizing will be 2023 and 2024 Connellys, um, and then various sealed product. And this is a WizKids sanctioned WizKids sanctioned event. sponsor. They're putting it on. Okay, so we will have something in between Orlando and um, Huntington's uh, by about two months. Uh, so it's something. I'm glad that they're doing this. Is Adapticon a new thing, or is this just new that WizKids is going to it? Um, I, it's WizKids' first year, as far as I'm aware, and when I was kind of looking at it, it looks like it started back in 2018, 2019, something like that. Okay. And then where in Illinois is it being held? At what convention center? Do we know? Uh, Shullesburg, Illinois. Hold okay. on. I'll, I'll get hold up and get that info. Um, that's actually, you know, next door neighbor to us. So Ryan, he's driving, obviously, if it's, uh, Ethan, my Minnesota, like an um, hour. So, yeah, driving. So that's nothing. Um, it is middle of the country, so that's nice. So I think a lot of more people will be able to drive there and you don't really want to fly into O'Hare. O'Hare is one of the craziest airports oh, out there. Correction. Adepticon has been going on since at least 08. Okay. Fair enough. So hopefully this will be a convention that WizKids will continue to go to because I would actually like to go to it as well, seeing it's very close to me. Um, I'm Like I said on the podcast before, I really hope they go back to Origins. I loved Origins. You guys will have to give me your views on this one as well. Um, and it, it's a nice it's nice to see that WizKids is kind of committing to other conventions and not just Gen Con and Worlds because they need um, they need more. It's being held at the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center and Hotel. Um, now, this being a four-day event, Ethan, I'm sure you're getting a hotel, but Ryan, are you just going back and forth from your house every day? Oh, yeah. It's not a bad drive at all. I'll be driving. Okay. Ethan, I'm sure you're doing hotel while yep. you're there. Yep. Yep. Uh, so far, for sure, it's me, Alex, and Lucas locked in for it. Um, Isaac missed out on the original uh openings because he was at work and couldn't access his phone and yeah from the day they announced it was like two days before the championship was full yeah uh ryan he the the sign up for this was actually sunday while we were playing and it, everyone must have been trying to get on at the same time because ryan said like things weren't loading and he couldn't get on but eventually he did get on to get signed up because but it also like i can't say it was as well because it there's still like slots open I, I think when i last saw there was like 22 um people only signed up for it so i'm not sure if it was just a site malfunction or whatever like what happened to Oxit how many months ago when they were doing that thing um yeah uh, as far as i'm aware the championship is fully booked because uh isaac wasn't able to get in a lot of the battle royales had already been locked out and then some of the supers and i think all of the learn to plays were almost full so for the learn to plays, do we think it's actually new people playing, or is it just veteran players finding something? Um, new? Uh, when I was reading it, it looked. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now, so I have the proper info to share. You should sign up for it. Adam. Learn to play is presented by WizKids. When is? Oh, it's the twentieth, twenty-first, twenty-fourth. It is WizKids teaching people how to play. 
See, and each learn to play session is uh, four people. If they open more battle royals, maybe I'll go. Off the sea. Um, you're you're golden if you go on the twenty first because the the eleven to twelve thirty battle royale. Um, only five out of the sixty four have been sold, oh. and they super supercharged at twelve to three. Uh, three out of eight have been sold, and then the battle royals aren't quite filling up as much on the first day. But uh, next couple of days are starting to fill up. The supers are kind of getting hit pretty hard. Now I know why I can't go because that is the same weekend as Indie Comic Con, and I'm working at that, so I cannot. So I'll be driving through Chicago, but I'll be headed all the way to Indy. Um, I think I mentioned on the podcast, but I have been hired by uh, Comic-Con to like do um, media stuff for them to film, you know, guests, interviews, and panel interviews and stuff like that. So I'll be doing a couple of the uh, Midwestern Comic-Cons when they come here. Um. But, yeah, that's Adapticon. We talked about traveling. Uh, any other notes we want to? Because I don't think we're going to have a podcast next week. There's really not too much to talk about. We've prepared you guys the last three weeks uh, with all the Orlando – or actually four weeks with all the Orlando events. So I think we're going to take off next week and then maybe have a podcast the week of Champion Clicks. Um, yeah, because uh, most of us are going to be there, right? Yes, yeah, because we kind of talked about maybe doing like a live after action report of the first day or something like that, and we we could definitely do it in a kind of a series, you know, get, would, get things figured out. I would even like to even do it like in the banquet hall and just have you know, hey, you come here, come do an interview with us, stuff like that. Yeah, um, just grabbing random people would be fun. I don't want to take too much away from Dial H because I know they're doing a lot of coverage stuff like that. I don't want to step on their toes. Uh, so I won't be personally doing any filming of my games and stuff like that. Um, I want them to get the glory because they do a, such a great job with that. But um, maybe we'll do that kind of interview, like walk by interview podcast, or we'll get together in someone's um, hotel room that night and do a podcast. I just have to figure out how to upload it to Podbeam from my phone. Never done that before, um, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to figure that out. And then. If not, we'll be back the uh, following week to do a recap of the entire thing. Um, but yeah, um, I was going to say a little advice for for going. Um, get your team locked in sooner than later. Get as much practice as you can. Um, start looking at other meta figures you might have to worry about. Kind of figure out where they're going to sit. You know, just really do your homework. Like I know it's the fun event. It's not like cutthroat like worlds, but you know, make make sure you're prepared. Yeah, I think. Friday should be very fun. Um, Saturday, for people that like Modern, should be fun. I think Modern is in a good place where there's just not one definitive figure that runs through teams, like a Switch or something like that. And then Sunday should be fun with team building. I've never done Team Sealed. I'm excited for that. Maybe David Newmark will surprise us and Disney Plus will drop. So I'm planning personally. Well, Real quickly, we'll go over what we're all doing there. Um, I'm flying. Set, uh, I'm flying Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday afternoon. Me and my wife are going to go to Disney Springs. Thursday, we're going to Hollywood Studios all day. Friday, I'm doing uh, apples and oranges with my teammate Cheesehead Ryan. Saturday, I'm not doing modern, but I will be doing a ton of um, battle royals. And then Sunday, I'm doing team sealed with my teammate uh, Cheesehead Ryan and Iron Mike, who lives down there in Florida. Uh, Ryan. Go through your schedule real quick. Um, I signed Christine and I up for everything, so we fly in. Uh, <laughs> even Thursday. Gladiator. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know exactly how it works, but whatever. I signed up for everything for both of us. <laughs> yeah, um, if you're confused on Gladiator, essentially it starts out as like a battle royale, and if you win your battle royale, you move to the next pod, and you kind of snake draft, and the figures follow you from pod to pod. And yeah, it, it sounds like a really fun format. Yeah, so you, uh, you you draft your figure for the first game. If you win, you bring your figures to the next table. You put them all in the middle again. You draft from there. If you move on, you bring the figures you just got in that game to the next one and then so forth until there's a champ. Gotcha. And then you're uh, you're flying out Thursday morning, correct, Ryan? Um, yeah, so that's another thing I will say is that we actually started, uh, flying in the day before and leaving the day after these events and it made it just so much less stressful. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth it if you can do it. Yeah. I know I'm, we're, like I said, we're flying in Thursday afternoon and we're leaving Monday morning actually. Uh, last year 
we flew in Wednesday, but then we left like 9 a.m. or something like that Sunday, which sucked because I couldn't see any of the team sealed. Um, but now that I'm my own boss, I make my own schedule, and I don't have to go to work whenever I don't want to. Uh, so that's the nice thing about that. And then, and then, are you flying out? You're flying out Monday, right, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, I don't think you were a part of this last year, Ryan. But wasn't like TSA down for like six hours or something like that Tuesday or Wednesday, and nobody was flying out anywhere? Do you remember that? Um. No, I remember there was a really bad storm. Uh, I think a couple. I think that was the first one though, and there were planes that had to like circle above the airport for a while. Yeah. But I don't remember any TSA issues. I thought Maddie G mentioned because they didn't fly back until Wednesday after the tournament. And there was some communications network or something where like no flights were either coming in or going out for a few hours. And they finally, like people were stranded in the actual airports because there were no flights going anywhere. Anyways, um, Ethan, what's your schedule look like for Florida? Uh, I'm signed up for everything. All of it, uh, with the family not being able to go, I figured, why not? I got nothing better to do. But I fly in Thursday. I'll be in Florida about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I fly out Monday. I you know, think my flight out is at like 10.30 or something. So no real hurry. Um, I don't really have a boss, so. <laughs> That's the great. That's the best part. Yep. Um, well, I got the boss, so. But no, I look forward to seeing everybody out there. If you're there Wednesday night, um, message me. Maybe we'll have a drink in the hotel lobby or something like that. Uh, be great to see any of our fans or anyone that just wants the talk clicks or anything like that. Uh, same thing goes for Thursday night or Friday night or whatever. Um, I look forward to seeing everybody. I'm excited. I haven't been to a Hero Clicks event since Gen Con, which was was Gen Con August or July? August, right? Sure. Um, I didn't go. But I'm hoping to make it to a couple more this year, whether it's uh, Huntington's. I can't make Gen Con this year, but I would like to make it to Worlds this year. Um, I hope I get to do some more traveling this year for clicks. But I look forward to seeing everybody in Florida. I look forward to seeing Ryan, obviously, and Ethan, Dan, everyone that comes. Maybe Miles. He's still on the fence. Um, but it'll be fun to see the good shirt turn out. Um and Dave just does a phenomenal job with his events. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the kind of recap or whatever you want to call it of the Orlando event that's happening in two weeks. In two weeks, I'll be sitting in Florida. Uh, can't wait. So until next time, guys, see you down in Florida. And remember, not all superheroes wear capes. Some roll dice. See you in Florida. <laughs>